0: Welcome to the Ed Milet Show. This podcast is for those who want to do more, see more, and be more. Welcome back to Max Out, everybody. I am Ed Milet, and by popular demand, I have the man to my left here today. He's one of the most inspirational figures in the world, author, motivational speaker, thought leader, and for me, one of the most interesting and influential people in all of social media, somebody that I'm very proud to call a friend of mine, former NFL football player, Baylor football player, wonderful father and husband, Trent Shelton's here with hey, me today. Hey man,
1: thanks man, I appreciate Thank that. Thank you for I'm glad being Glad we here. could connect, man. I've been waiting for this for a long time.
0: I think a lot of people have been waiting for this. For so sure. So, today's going to be life-changing for so many of you, because we're going to talk a little bit about Trent's story, but we're also going to get into things that help you change your life the thing I love most about you, I've told you this off camera, is big, strong, unbelievable athlete. What's your vulnerability? Right. It's your willingness to admit the things that have been your deficiencies and weaknesses in the past. In fact, I think you've built your whole following on the transformation you have made and are making in your own life. And I think probably more than anything, the people that watch my show are interested in transforming their life. So I yeah. feel like I have the perfect person here today.
1: I appreciate it, man. And
0: it'll be one of the easiest interviews just because I know how much we enjoy each other's company, right. too. So. I said professional football player, there's so much to your story, but I want to sort of start in football right. because I think that's where some of the, the defining moments of your life started to happen. So take my audience through your football career a little bit, and then what took place for you and what you were learning, who you were at that time, those kinds right. of things.
1: So just like a lot of kids, that was my dream to be a professional athlete since yeah. I was a little kid. I had two older brothers, so I had really no choice, you know, they made <laughs> me be that. and so. um Blessed enough high school, went to Baylor, um, then I went to the NFL. Yes. But I was supposed to be drafted in the fourth round. I didn't get the call. So I think that was like my first like, shot at like, not feeling like I was enough.
0: So you're sitting there on draft day yeah. with your family, second day probably, thinking yep. I'm gonna get a call and it never happens. Never
1: happened. And of course my mom was like, you're okay? And I'm like, I'm okay when I'm not okay. You weren't okay. Yeah, exactly. So
0: that's your first bout of, I may not be enough.
1: Yep, my first time of, when I look back in my story, my journey, that's the first time I really felt like that. Mm. Uh, got a call from my uncle coaches for the Chargers now, but he was with the Vikings, and he kind of was my advisor to where to go as a free agent. Okay. So he told me to go with Coach Dungey because he's like, Coach Dungey. I know him as a man. He's going to give you a fair shake. So I went to the Indianapolis Coach,
0: and uh, they had a pretty had, good quarterback.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. It was Peyton
0: Manning. Yeah, Peyton yeah. Yeah, He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. You know, he's all right.
1: You know, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. So, and they, that's the year after they won the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. So okay. it was great to be in that environment.
0: Okay. So, so, so everybody needs to know, he's a wide receiver, and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, one's a Hall of Famer, one's going to be a Hall of Famer, so yes. you're in pretty good company and with one of the greatest quarterbacks of exactly. all time.
1: Exactly. I mean, okay. it's the—it's a dream come true. Dream you know, I had to, like, pitch myself and not freak out when yeah. i first seen these I'm guys, sure. right? I'm sure, I'm sure. So um, I had a great preseason, probably the best in the NFL that year, mm-hmm. definitely out of rookies, mm-hmm. um, but... Even out of uh, just all the players. I think maybe a mm. top receiver in the NFL during the preseason. Of course, you wow. know, the main guys aren't playing all the games, right. you know, so right. I'm getting more snaps. And so I was for sure, like, I was going to make the team. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm doing good on special teams. I'm like, mm. good, I'm going to make the team. Get a call in on, of course, the cut day, Yeah. and I get cut. Whoa. And so that's another shot at my confidence and feeling like I'm not enough, right?
0: Mm. I'm like, yep.
1: man, I did the best I can do. I performed great. And Reggie told me something. I don't know if he, he remembers this, but he said, about this league, you have to understand something. It's about timing, it's about opportunity. So you can play your best preseason and get cut. You can play an average season and make the team. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I got cut, uh, but I made the practice squad. It, so I was cool with that. Yeah. I got an apartment, I bought myself a truck, which I shouldn't have did, but I did it. Right? <laughs> that was like my money. promise to myself, like right. I'm gonna get the truck. Right. Uh, bought myself a truck and within, two, within a week, I get a call from a 317 number, and that's Indianapolis. I'm at the bank actually, casting my first, like putting my first check yeah. in there. It's like, hey, uh, Trent, where are you at? And I was like, you know, I'm at the bank, and it's like, well, come into the office and bring your stuff. So at that point, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, okay, you know, I don't know what what, what that means. So I come in there and bring my stuff, and they said, we got to release you. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. After I got my apartment, I oh, got my no. car. Oh, my gosh. So I have to drive from Indy to Texas, which is a long drive after you get fired. Home. Exactly. Home. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'm depressed, man. I'm there for two weeks. I get a call back from Indianapolis. They
0: call and bring me back. They bring you back. And then three weeks later, um, I get cut. Emotional roller coaster. Roller coaster. And that yeah. was
1: my whole career. Just to be mm-hmm. honest with you, with Seattle it was the same thing. I mean, I tell this story a lot. I, I remember being in Dallas, and I get a call from Seattle in my second year. I was with the Seahawks, and they say Trent, we want to bring you back. And I was like, hey, well, can I come tomorrow because it was an off day? And they say, no, you need to come now because I'd drive from Dallas to Fort Worth, pack my stuff, and it's like just come now, bring it back, go to the airport. So I rush home, of course, like what most people do, I call my parents, I get on Facebook, and I'm like, hey, I'm going back to Seattle. You know, God is really working in my life. Mm. As soon as I get to the airport, the phone rings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 206 number. Like, hello. He's like, have you left yet? And I was like, no, I haven't left. Good. Because we basically changed our mind. Oh. And at my that God. point, that's when depression hit. Mm. That's when I felt I questioned God, I questioned my faith. Even me talking to God, why would you bring me this far yeah. just to fail me? Yeah. And honestly, I didn't really care about living. Not cool. saying that I want to actually grab a gun and shoot myself, mm-hmm. but I didn't care about life anymore. Whoa. There was only one reason that kept me living. Hmm. And that was my son. It was your son. It was my son. Hmm. He was born in 2008 in that process. And that whole process kept going. And Was that Tristan? That was Tristan. Hmm. That was Tristan, man. And, uh, It was hard,
0: man. So you said you focused on Tristan a little bit. Is that what some of the recommendations you would give to other people that when they're down on something is to find something even outside of yourself? Something that's bigger than you. Something bigger than you. Something
1: that's bigger than you because I just feel like you're living for yourself, right? If it's all about you, I tell Mm. people this all the time. If it's all about you, more than likely you're going to quit. But when you have something that's bigger than you, you know, a lot of people say your why, your reason. You know, what's the reason why you wake up every single day? Yes. You're not going to give up because you know you're giving up on them.
0: Wow. You know, I believe that because... Your story, although it's sports related, I think people would be surprised that confidence is even fragile at the highest levels, right? I mean that's guy most people would look at you and go, okay, unbelievable college football player, gets a chance to play professionally with some of the best players. One thing he doesn't lack is confidence. And that's one thing everybody should know. I lack confidence all the time. My confidence is fragile, man. Yeah. Like you, you get a couple rejections, a couple setbacks. I have to go through all those habits and rituals myself. But it's interesting to me because your story, even though it's football, isn't that dissimilar for most people. Listen to this. Yeah. Most people have had their hopes up, whether it's a relationship or a business. It looks like it's going, then it's not. Then you get down, then you pick yourself back up. It looks like it's going and it's not. And I think some people think, man, I've picked myself up so many times. Right. Do I have that in me again to pick myself up off the floor yet again? What would you say to them about that?
1: You do have it. And there's always a greater purpose than your pain that you're going through. I think Mm -hmm. that we focus on the present moment and we kind of say my life is over because something is over. Just because Mm -hmm. that relationship is over, just because that job is over, doesn't mean your life is over. And I'm like a living test. I mean, so many. Your story, I'm right. sure, is sure. a living testament to it. When you just can tell yourself, you know, I don't know, you know what that something else is, Yes. but there's something more to my life, and that's what I held on to. And I didn't know it would be this. Sure. But I just knew I couldn't afford to keep my life in that place of pain.
0: It's amazing, because when you and I were talking off camera, it's like oftentimes, this is hokey, it's a meme. Your test can become your testimony. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everything's happening for me and not to me. But these are truths, right? it's always true in hindsight like the fact of the matter is maybe you'd have played three or four years in the nfl had a okay halfway decent career saved a couple hundred grand and went into selling you know mortgages somewhere yeah. or insurance somewhere you would have never reached the millions of people that you've here. reached you wouldn't be sitting here I right now. i can guarantee
1: 100 percent, i wouldn't be here so if it wasn't for my struggle if it wasn't for me losing my everything
0: right mm. i wouldn't be here it's amazing the other thing people can relate to too is like their first big dream didn't happen yeah i do too like i Everyone in your family thought you're gonna be a football player. Everybody. Everybody had your back on that, everyone. And then, so it's when you, sometimes when our dream fails or a relationship fails, we haven't just let ourselves down, we've let down people all around us and that impacts people too, right? So you said you focused on Tristan. Yeah. What took place then? So the career ends. Yeah. You've got a son, which we'll talk about in a minute, a little bit about the family life, because you all that follow, if you don't follow Trent's stuff, you're gonna see this is one of the most vulnerable, thoughtful, positive people on all of social media. That's why his following is so big and but he doesn't ever try to come across like he's got it all figured out all the time that's what i love about you because neither do i why you say man you get so excited with your guests here i'm like these guests are here for me right like i'm learning from them i'm a i am ai got something to bring to the table i know i do but i've learned so much from the people that are my guests including you on and off camera so you go through that time and i know what it's like to have a career like that end as well i wasn't as good as you were at my sport but i understand that so you're focused on your son what then happened after your career
1: Right, so I remember being in my mom's room and it wasn't a magical moment. Like I wish I could paint this story to tell you that it was some magical moment that led me there. But I remember being in my mom's, uh, in my room in my mom's house. And I remember just looking around my room and seeing like all my football accomplishments. Mm -hmm. I seen pictures of Tristan and I broke down and started crying. Mm -hmm. Like literally, like it wasn't some crazy thing that led me to that. And at that moment, and I still live by this, these words, I said, it all starts with you. I said, you can either sink or you can swim. Mm. You can have this be the end of your life
0: mm.
1: or the beginning to something better. Beautiful. And, say, uh, and I came up with these words. I started it's rehab time. Mm. I never wanted to be a speaker. This is my biggest fear. and We can get into that. This is my yep. biggest fear. Mm. You ask my parents, they would tell you, I'm the most introverted kid that they have. Me too. I'm an introvert by yeah, nature. And people, too. I, don't, I don't know. How, yeah, 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 yeah you know, I don't know how that works, but I'm an introvert. And I had no idea of social media following any of that. Mm. I literally just said it's rehab time. And rehab for me meant putting a strength back into a weakness. Mm. If we're all honest, yeah. we have something in our life that we can rehab. Yes. Something that we can get better. And so for me, it meant going to the gym mm. at 12 o'clock at night. And mm. this was 2008, so I had one more try with the Redskins. And it's funny how I feel like God can use something to get you out of your funk, even though that's not the it that he yeah. wants for your life. Yeah. And so I ran a 4-3. I got signed with the Redskins, and yeah. I'm living this rehab time journey. I mm. get cut, but I was good then.
0: Yeah, you're okay this time. I,
1: I was okay. It was different, than like I just knew that there was something more wow. to my life. Wow. Second situation that really happened, um, that happened to me, that really woke me up was my college roommate commit suicide. Yeah. One of my best friends. Mm. And when that happened, I went to his service, and I realized that life isn't promised. And yeah. I realized like this is my boy yeah. that was going through struggles, that silent battles that I didn't know about. Yes. I felt like I wasn't there for him. So much guilt. I promised him. I said, Aunt. I'm going to make you more alive in my life than you've ever been. Man. And that's why I do what I do today.
0: So you found this gigantic purpose that was bigger than your fear of speaking or your introverted nature. Big. Mm -hmm. Way
1: bigger than that. Yeah. And he's more alive in my life than he's ever been. He's alive
0: right now. Exactly. We're talking about him. Exactly. See, it's funny thing is that we've all lost people in our lives. And I always tell people, I said, you should honor them with who you become, right? And that's really what you've done for him. There's so many lessons, we've only like about eleven minutes into this or eight <laughs> minutes into it. But I want to go back. I want everyone to understand this, that even at the top level in sports, in business, and entertainment, you're gonna find that we all have a chance, we can all lose our confidence. We can yeah. all get down. We've all struggled with false start after false start, getting our hopes up me and being slammed back down. I love your point of finding a purpose bigger than you. I yeah. absolutely love that. And then also honoring the people in your life who maybe have transitioned out of it like like he has. So, You've, you know, it's interesting, I think when you're an athlete, maybe you'd agree with me on this, you don't even really know who you are sometimes when you're a good athlete. And what I mean by that is, you, when you're young, you're one of the better players all the time, you're constantly getting compliments, yeah. you're constantly getting this, and then what happened to you in football, Things like, whoa, maybe this isn't my dream, maybe this isn't my destiny. And I think another thing a lot of people have that are watching this, they not only struggle with their confidence, because I do, they not only struggle with being introverted, because I do, right. we've all had these setbacks. But I think it's getting comfortable with who you are, your own skin, right? Like I think you're a master of this topic because I think even being an athlete, it's easy to kind of lose yourself in the identity of what you do as opposed to the identity of who you are. Exactly. So many of us, our identity is caught up in our career or who our children are, right? Or who our family is or our previous story is our identity and we never really get comfortable with who we are, which is the most powerful people I know are the most self-aware. Yeah. They work on self-love the most. Doesn't mean they like each themselves all the time, <laughs> right? But I think you're kind of an expert on this topic, so talk a little bit about getting comfortable with you, your own skin, who you are.
1: Right, I think one of the best things that you can do is getting to know yourself stripped of all the identities the world gives you. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Who are you without the title? Yes. You know, who are you without the significance that the world gives you? And mm-hmm. I have to figure that out because of course, like you said, when I was a football player, and even now with rehab time, you know, the world will give me these titles of who I am. This is your identity. You have to be this person. Mm-hmm. And when you lose that, you mm-hmm. will lose yourself. Golly, that's good, and so dude. I literally, I call it protecting my peace. I did it earlier out here. I mean, a beautiful place to protect sure your peace in Laguna Beach. Yeah. I do it every single day. I protect my peace by diving into who i am right my struggles my insecurities things i'm tempted by i get to know myself better and i think a lot of people they don't get to know themselves i don't either. they don't spend time i mean i I tweeted this out uh not i snapchat this out today and someone says i can't be by myself
0: yes yep
1: and i think one of the greatest successes to be able to be by yourself and still not for the long oh my
0: gosh i love that i love that enjoy your own company man you know what? People, a lot of people that follow me are introverts, like you and I, and I try to tell myself, you know one of the cool things about being an introvert there's always good in what we all have. Yes. One of the cool things about being an introvert is, for the most part, we are a little bit comfortable with being by ourselves. Yes. yes. We're almost yes. uncomfortable <laughs> with the reverse, right? exactly. And so but it is important that people take this lesson from you because I do likewise, and that is just spending some time alone and getting to know yourself better with your own thoughts, whether it be meditation, prayer, or just talking to yourself. That's right. One of the things that's a secret I'll tell everybody about me is I talk to myself a lot.
1: I do it too. Do you really? I do it too all the time. <laughs> I talk to myself. I, I tell people, hey, you can. if you're driving next to me in the car, you might see me talking to myself. That guy is crazy. Me too. All the time, I'm so man. glad to hear that.
0: No <laughs> one's ever said that back to me before. I don't feel so great. Since I was a little boy, probably because I was shy and introverted and there was all this chaos in my life, I started talking to myself. <laughs> and it's and it, by the way, it serves me to this day. I take a walk on the beach. If you were walking behind me, you'd think I was delusional because it's not always quiet time. I'm so glad to hear that back from you. So that's another key. Like there's just your low with all of these keys of how you transformed yourself but the rehab time thing fascinates me because it's become yeah. a big deal yeah and I think everybody I mean I'm in rehab yeah. right now on different parts of my personality on my life they're in rehab at any given time right like I talk a lot about balance isn't always you know perfect because I'm rehabbing things at different times what is rehab time now we know where it came from now right but what is it now and and what that whole meaning in people's lives right
1: it's a platform to help people turn their pain into power. If I pain was to wrap, into power. Yeah, and that's what I want to do. And it's not just about me. Like, that's the beautiful thing about rehab time. I call them rehabbers, right, my community. Yes. If you see my community, what's so cool about it is that people take rehab for what they need to take it for. For mm. some people, it's fitness. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's, it's spiritual growth. For some people, it is building your brand, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it may be, whatever it is that you need to work on. Yeah. So it's super cool to be able to see that because that was my vision for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be, oh, let me put Trent on the pedestal, he's the guru. No, yes. it's just an environment for anybody to rehab their life. And I just happen to be the face to help you influence that by living, by living it, breathing it, and being it.
0: What did that process look like for you? What did you start to do to rehab you? So you got alone, yeah. you got to know yourself better, but what were some of the things you did?
1: So I took control of things I could control, mm. you know? Yes. Um, I think, you know, for me at least, I don't know if anybody else Good. feels like this watching this, is that we try to control the things that are out of our yes. control. And it's like, it drives you crazy. So I asked myself, what can I control? Mm -hmm. And so I control my physical, Mm -hmm. I can control my mental. So of course I went to the gym, I turned up my physical uh, fitness to a whole nother level. I turned up my mental to a whole nother level. That means I got around people and for me, it was uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. Asking for help or getting around crowds of people, Like, that makes me uncomfortable, even to this day as a speaker. But I knew I had to push myself Mm -hmm. outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. to create a comfortable life, if that makes any sense, right? Yes, total sense. And my spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. I want to dive into my word more. I want to strengthen my faith more. And so Mm -hmm. I really, like, engulf myself in these environments. I call Mm -hmm. them growth environments, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's impossible to grow your life if you're around an environment that don't promote growth. Yes. And so I don't want to get into this, but actually I do want to get into it. Let's do it. I had to... Cut friends out of my life. Yeah, that was a big part of my rehab process, and a lot of people know me for that—that that guy that will help you, you know, remove the bad things from your life. And so, mm. I had to let go of friends, mm. friends that that were good for me, mm-hmm. but they weren't helping me get to the level I wanted to get to. Yes. And they're still my friends today, but I have people in my life that only love me for who I was, right? I mean, only love me for what I did. Yes. Not yes. who I was. Yes. yes. And I had to realize that when I lost football, I lost a lot of those people.
0: Mm figure out who they really were (laughs) exactly
1: and I tell this a lot because a lot of people are afraid to lose people and I get it I know it's hard to lose people that you love whether it's family and friends but sometimes you have to learn how to love people from a distance
0: you do yeah stay on that so you said something now I want to understand you said they're still in my life yeah so this is so critical yeah because I think people think wait a minute I have to call them and say I am no longer having you there may be somebody like that in your life and they're abusive or like adversarial to you. You say, you're gone, right? Right. There's those people. That's one or 2% of the people in your life. But there's 20 to 40% of the people in your life that that association, their proximity of their association doesn't serve you. So just elaborate on that because you said they're still in your life, but you love them from a distance. I've not ever heard this. So I I heard it from you on your content, but nowhere else.
1: So I I have three levels of people that I try to categorize. And this kind of sounds bad, but I had to take care of my life. I categorize people in. I have Associates, you know, people that, you know, I have a maybe a, a business relationship with or somebody yeah. that, you know, just it's cordial. Yes. Then I have friends. Friends are people that, you know, it's a closer proximity. Yep. But I know at the end of the day that if something was to really happen to me, they probably wouldn't be there for me, nor do I expect it. Yes. So I believe you have to learn how to trust people for who they are. Yeah. You know, yes. Like you can't expect a liar to tell the truth. Right. You know, so right. and then my third level is family. Mm-hmm. And family doesn't have to be blood. It doesn't have to be yes. whatever. It's just people that I know. At the end of the day, if I was on my deathbed, if rehab time failed, no more blue checks by my name, yeah. no more Twitter, none of that. Yep, they would still be there for me. And those are the people that I choose to spend my time around.
0: Well, that's a massive distinction. I hope everybody goes back, rewinds this, and plays that part back. It moves me so much because I don't think that it's crass to put people in those categories, and I think people conflate this and they spend their time with the wrong people out of almost guilt or long-term, like longevity causes me to be around you, right? History. I also want to go back to something you said because I want to just stay on this point for a minute because it's critical to rehabbing an area is adding new associations and eliminating the old ones, right, like I just, I don't get why people go to a gym and get trained by somebody who's out of shape. I just don't understand it. Or they follow (laughs) social media guru in an area. Like the people who want to rehab and transform their life we're gonna talk in a minute a story, especially about your your um, your son, that just proves how much someone can transform themselves. So if they wanna transform themselves, you're the perfect person to follow. If you wanna get wealthy, there's people you should follow that are wealthy, right? So, but you said something interesting about, you know, when you cut them out of your life, how do you, you said that these people, they they loved you for what you did, but not who you were, right? Yeah. I think the other element is, you have certain friends who love you conditionally, and that is that you don't change who you are also. Yeah. I had a lot of those friends. like. Man, I love you. Who I like? I like the guy that we go and have a couple drinks with. I like the dude who wants to play golf all the time. I like that guy. This other dude, you make me. And what happens really is, I think you make them uncomfortable with your change, don't mm. you? So, what about making that distinction too? Like people who only love you if you stay the way you are, and you could be yeah. in a relationship with somebody like that in a marriage, right? So, elaborate on that.
1: Well, I mean, and that's—I mean—you hit the nail on the head. Ed. people will only love—not everybody, but right. these type of people we only love the benefit that we only love the you that was beneficial to them. Yeah.
0: Right. And so, like
1: you said, the you that was partying and it made them feel comfortable. But like I always tell my friends, like, wasn't the goal for us to change? Wasn't it the goal for us to be successful? What happens is, is that your success when you're around people who aren't comfortable with who they are, when they don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. Right. That admiration turns into jealousy and envy. Because they feel like they should have it. And also, too, it's because they're so close to you because yeah. I and I want to take it here because I get so many people ask me like, Trent, my family doesn't support me. The mm-hmm. people that I thought would be there. Mm-hmm. And listen, I want to be clear to everybody watching this. Mm-hmm. I know you want their support, mm-hmm. but you don't need their support. Yes. I know you want it, but you don't need it. Yes. And the reason why most people don't support you because they're too close to you. Yes. Right. That's so true. It's hard to see if I was holding up to, if I was to hold up something, I told you to close your eyes at, and I was yeah. to hold it up in a, a dollar bill or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see it. Yes. Right. You wouldn't be able to see the value until I moved back from it. Oh my gosh. And then you could see it. That's why it's so easy to support celebrities and people that you don't know because you don't see the imperfections in them. You have nothing to judge them for. So if you have somebody in your life that sees your greatness, despite your imperfections, keep that person around you.
0: One of the greatest things ever said on my show right there. They're too Mm. close to you. They're too close to you. Oh, my gosh. And
1: it says more about them than it does about you. Because Mm. some people don't believe greatness could be that close to them.
0: Oh, man, that was amazing. Like, that's a fact. And I was thinking as you were talking, like, that's amazing what you just said. By the way, that explains even some things currently in my own life, even at this level. Right? Like, wow, their perceptions altered because they're so dadgum Close. close. That's wonderful. I was also thinking, you know, it's, it's just everyone knows this. My, my, people ask me, "Are all your friends really wealthy and successful?" No. Right. In fact, a couple of my very best friends, I consider them incredibly successful, but not wealthy. Right. They're successful as husbands, they're successful as dads, they're successful in their contribution. They don't measure success based on money, but I consider them successful. But all my friends, most of them, have this in common: they're very self-aware. Yeah. They're self-aware, and so because they're so self-aware, they're aware also of me. It's very difficult to be to be able to give yourself to somebody and support them if you don't even aware of who the heck you are. Exactly. So I got some goofy, crazy friends, because, but I love that about them. Not all of them are business moguls or former athletes. They're just people who are kind of know themselves and like themselves and want to change themselves. That's what mine have in common. But I want to talk about that change now with you. Yeah. Because they see this man. I mean, I think it's obvious that, you know, you're, you and I are grown men. We're sinners saved by God's grace in both wow. of our minds, but we're. We, we make mistakes. Yeah. And we're both always trying to figure stuff out. But let's be honest, I think one of the reasons you've evolved so much is that you're vulnerable with the changes you made. So if you follow Trent, and if you're not, you're about to, all of you, you know, you're gonna see someone who's constantly giving wonderful advice like what you're hearing based on his own experiences and mistakes. But it's amazing to me to think that this man that I know is such a loving father. Yeah. And when we talk on the phone or in person, about what kind of father you are, about what kind of a son you are, a friend you are, a husband you are. I consider you a great man based on those things about you, but those are things that have also made progress in your life too. So if you're willing to talk about this just for a second, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about Tristan and your son because you said at three years old, you know, you would come back and all that, but let's, if you don't mind sharing this, I want all the men and women hearing this, who right now are beating themselves up about a behavior they have. Every that's listening to this. There's something you're ashamed of. There's something that you've done in the past or are currently doing that you think because you've been bad, you can't win. You can't make progress. You can't change. You don't deserve to succeed. And you keep beating yourself up about this, something you've done that you don't feel good about. So if you'd share this, and they can see a total turnaround and somebody sure. share it.
1: Uh, before I show I'm gonna share three things real quick for, because I'll forget. Okay. Where these three, and, and some people who follow me might have heard these things, but I came up with these quotes based upon this transformation. Okay. Number one, I said, my transparency will lead to my transformation. And I want them to understand that. Mm. Your transparency will lead to your transformation and other people's transformation. Oh, awesome. The second thing that I told myself was, see my heart, not my past. Right? Mm. Because just because you made some past mistakes doesn't mean your future can't be great. So mm. understand that. So with my story, me and Maria, which is who's my wife, you know, we didn't have a Cinderella type of you know come together and it was so beautiful we went through a lot yeah you know tristan was born out of out of Mm wedlock and it hurts me to say this man and tristan knows so if he ever sees this he knows but i was viewing tristan as a disappointment Mm -hmm. when maria Mm -hmm. called me and told me she was pregnant i was Mm -hmm. viewing him as a disappointment Mm -hmm. and it's amazing how when I fast forward how God can use what you thought was your biggest disappointment as your greatest rescue.
0: Absolutely. And Tristan, when you listen to this later, the first thing your daddy talked about when we first yes. met was you. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know. <laughs> exactly. So, and, so that's and, why it's so. And, and he knows. He and knows. he knows.
1: And so the reason I say that is because right. me and Maria I had a girlfriend at the time.
0: You had another girlfriend. I had another yes. girlfriend
1: at the time. This is my first time talking about it, man. Okay. So I'm giving it to you, brother. <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time and we were off and on. Mm. And that was still no excuse for mm. me to do what I was doing. but. I was messing around. Yep. I was living that lifestyle, man, which is a hard lifestyle to handle. I mean, mm-hmm. you have money, you have everything at your disposal, yep. you want to live that life. And uh, I ended up getting Maria pregnant. Mm-hmm. And when Maria called me, I made her feel like she was wrong mm-hmm. for getting pregnant mm-hmm. because I didn't want to face my truth
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I knew I had to call my girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. I had
1: not have to say, hey, I cheated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to make a long story short, I was in New York and I tell her and, you know, she kicks me out, mm-hmm. and I feel like my punishment was right after I get stuck in the airport for two days.
0: Whoa.
1: For two days. Whoa. And what was even deeper is our families were close. Yeah. So our parents that were best friends didn't talk for years. Oh, boy. And I became I subconsciously, and even consciously, I was blaming Maria for it. Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: I was treating her wrong throughout our whole pregnancy. Mm. And it was probably the lowest point of my life, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: but it took me facing, yeah. facing my reality, which a lot of us mm. don't do. Mm. You will mm. never win your war by running from your battles. Mm. So it took me, man, end up looking myself in the mirror and saying, "You're not being a man." Mm. You had an example. You have no excuse. Your dad was a man. Yeah, you know, right. my dad was in my life. Yeah. You, yeah. And so I faced it, man. And um, to fast forward, you know, me and Maria, we went through our ups and downs. She mm. dated other people. I dated other people. Mm. But Maria was there for me when nobody else was. Yeah. She had all the right. Mm -hmm. to get back at me by saying oh you're nobody now Mm -hmm. you don't have football no more Mm -hmm. you're playing arena football you don't have any money Mm -hmm. she never threw that in my face Mm -hmm. she never bothered me about child support when i couldn't afford it Mm -hmm. she stuck by my side regardless and i appreciate her forever baby watching Mm -hmm. this i love you forever (laughs) for this and she believed in my purpose when nobody else did that's wonderful and a lot of people on social media like oh you know maria doesn't She's a silent supporter.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. I do. It's
1: like, oh, she should be a speaker. No, she shouldn't. If she wants to be that, fine. But she supports me more than anybody else because she allows me to do what I do without any interference.
0: I love you, man. Like, Just so you know, your transparency does lead to your transformation. the fact that you're willing to share this because he's such an incredible father and you can see his love for Maria and, and how he talks about her. And by the way, Maria, same thing, off camera too. Yeah. That's how I measure a man, <laughs> yeah. right? Like when, when no one's around, when you're with your boys, then how do you talk, how exactly. do you act? And I admire that about you, but I will, I, I, like people say, well, I'm a vulnerable on social media. That's real vulnerability. Yeah, but man. you just that like, cause all of us listen to this, listen, everybody. I, I love you so much, man. Thank I appreciate you, man. you so much because you're so um, highly respected. And it's easy when we're in the positions you and I are in to sort of put on a facade of perfection. And, you know, people say, well, I share some out That's sharing something. And and I hope everybody listen to this. We all have things in our life, listen, listen. We all have things in our life we're ashamed of. That's right. We all, I was just thinking of something the other day, I'm, I, I, you know, in the interest of time, but I was like, I can't believe I did that. At one age, I'd done something in a classroom on a test in college, you know, and I was like, I can't believe I did that. Like. We all do things we're ashamed of, and what happens is is we hold our own sins against ourselves for the rest of our life, and they, they hold us back from making progress. So the fact that you do share this, it does give you a chance to move past it and to make progress. I'm so impressed with you. I want everyone to hear this message. This man has turned himself into one of the most influential people on the earth about how to transform your life and change your life and he came from the places he's describing to you forget perfection it doesn't forget it it doesn't exist you know and
1: i know in the social media era it's it's popular i mean it's popular right i mean it's like nobody's really posting their struggles. And I'm not telling you to go on a, a soapbox and post all your struggles online. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that, but just be real. Beach. It's okay to show that you're a human. It's okay to be embarrassed. I mean, when I first started speaking, it was 10 people that showed up and it yes. was my family and my friends, but I was proud. Yes. Like I was happy about that. And I just see so many entrepreneurs, influencers trying to fake it till they make
0: it. You're so right. The you know? better thing to do when we agreed, by the way, we were going to riff today because yeah. we share stuff. The better thing to do is to get people rooting for you. And by the way, when you're vulnerable, people root for you. That's big when you time. show your weaknesses and your bad days and the things that aren't going good. So you shouldn't do it for this reason. But here's the secret. If you want to grow your social media content, if you come across perfect all the time, exactly. That kind of gets boring, right? It's not so relatable. It's not relatable, it's not true, and people kind of sense it. So unbelievable story. I just unbelievable. Yeah. Let's talk some more about family stuff for a second. Because like you it. and I are both, let's help people. What I love about today is like every story help someone and that's what's great about your content too that you that you put out all the time but you and I are both sharing in something right now that we both come from great families and my dad right now so people also listen to this they're going through something there's a struggle or a challenge in their life that's serious right maybe it's not that big but you made it big and in our case it is big so my dad right now uh, is uh, fighting cancer and my dad is uh, my hero right I got a wonderful dad too and and, uh, yet every day I get up and work and win and produce and I don't use that as an excuse I'm honoring my dad with my life and your mom's also got cancer right now too can you talk a little bit about you know whatever you want to share about that but also like how do you uh how do you deal with it how do you continue to get up every day when I'm sure it gets you down
1: yeah it's hard man I don't know if I have it all figured out with how to deal with it you know I'm still trying to figure that out but you know it is by surprise I mean and just to kind of paint the picture of who my mom is. My mom is responsible for my dad's faith, my, my faith. Okay. You know, she's the, she's the warrior of our family. Mm. And out of nowhere, she's just started feeling weak. She went mm. to the doctor, uh, her, her, her mother, my grandmother passed away a year before. So I think a lot of stress has something to do with that. Yeah. Passed away from cancer. She went to the doctor and uh, she had cancer. Mm-hmm. She had breast and liver cancer, stage four. Oh boy. They gave her six months to live without treatment, with treatment. Maybe you know it's not a guarantee, of course, mm. she goes through the treatment, and what hurts the worst is seeing somebody you love like change, yes, you know, and yes. it's like man let me i'm I'm the strong one give like, it to give me. it to me, yes. let me take it, mm. and it was hard because you know I, I saw my mom's faith start to weaken, you know, and um
0: mm.
1: I remember being with her. At the barber shop, she went to my barber. I get edge She's like, he's dreads, How's he get his hair cut? <laughs> I was just wondering <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and so uh, we're at the barber shop, and, you know, she wanted the barber to come to the house because she was so, as a woman, you know, you're losing yeah. your hair and yeah. she's like, I don't want to go. I said, mom, just go, mm. just own it, just mm. go. Cause the only way you're going to get through it is if you own it, we mm. can't run from it. You got to face that battle. And she's in the, she's in the chair and she's crying. Mm. And I have to do my best to be strong for her and mm. not show that I'm crying yeah. inside. Mm. And uh, lost her hair and to make this story a little bit more bright, the sixth month on Halloween, she went back to the doctor and she got a report that she was cancer-free. Oh, wow. So she went through her post-treatment, wow. and uh, you know, just sitting in that room, man, with people going through their... Yes. It's tough. It changes you, doesn't it? It, it gives you perspective. It makes you realize that, it makes you grateful just for having
0: health. It does.
1: I mean, it made yeah. me turn my health to, to another level, man, and um, she went through that process, and her post-treatment, and she rung the bell. You know, they have a bell that yes, she rings, yes. and I actually put it on my, my Instagram, and we're celebrating. But that day, she said, I, I feel weak. Like, something's not right. And I'm like, Mom, you're all right. Like, you just, it's in your head. You're fine. The doctor said, you're fine, i Aqua, because my mom is a, she's not a drama queen, but she, she yeah, can be over the top, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, she said, no I want to go to the doctor. So she went to the doctor. Make a long story short, she got re-diagnosed with brain cancer. Oh, no and at that moment Mm. it hit me man yeah of course you know i honestly my faith started to question god Mm -hmm. like i'm doing all this for people and like what's going on like Mm -hmm. my mom is so great why Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. and at that moment i just remember my mom always told me don't say why god Mm -hmm. you know say why not me Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. knew my mother at that moment it was a bigger in her pain she was going through. Yeah. And so many people in her journey has been strengthened and she's currently fighting her journey to this day. She's getting better. Mm-hmm. But uh, it tore me apart, man. Um, it I'm tore s- me,
0: and it still tears me apart. I'm sorry to hear that, uh, uh, cause I relate. So I know your face looks like my face when you talk yeah. about it, right? It's interesting though, it's interesting how, and I don't have all the answers either, but I do know that my dad's cancer, and in your mom's case, it has given me perspective about my own relationships, my own health, my own gratitude. And then here's the other thing maybe you haven't considered, your mother's cancer just helped millions more people right now through you. That's right. It's amazing that God might choose you or me to have these situations. So we have these platforms to be able to express the important things about life because it's hard in situations this difficult. How in the world is this happening for me and not to me, right? Or happening for mom and not to mom. But it's, it's amazing how God can take one life and use that life to transform millions of other people's lives. And he chooses average people all the time. And That's I don't right. mean to be spiritual with you, I don't care what your faith is, what your religion is, but in almost every faith in almost every religion and in our, my religion and Christianity, which I believe is yeah. yours as well, the Lord took 12 average people right. and took them to transform the world, right? And in every religion, you'll find that average, ordinary people and sometimes people from deficient backgrounds, whether poor people or people from broken families are always utilized to make great things happen. And I believe that the Lord's chosen you and your mom to make That's a right. difference with this. And so thank you for Bill and Willing to share oh, that because no everybody listening to this, we're all going through these, this journey together. We're just here to help express the way we're getting through it with you. So. Thank you so much for that. I wanna ask you a question though about this rehab thing. Yeah, There are people listening to go, I wanna do this and I do need to start to accept myself better. I do need to start to, you call it self-love, like myself more, All appreciate right. myself more, have more confidence, whatever it is. But I've got 20 years, I'm 20 years old, I got 20 years of not doing it. Or I got 25 years of not doing it or 30 years of not having confidence, not loving myself, not believing in myself. What would you say to me? What could be something practically that I could do, a step, something that you do, that can start that process of turning that around? Any practical step, any thought, any idea for them? As far as them... Starting, turning that negative process for 20 or 30 years into like, okay, how do I, like I wanna change it, I got it. I gotta love myself more, I gotta like myself more, I gotta have more confidence. How? Yeah, I would say first of all, you have to
1: own it. Mm. That's the first step. You will never heal what you're in denial from. Ooh. It doesn't work at all. You mm. know, some of us, we try to mask it. We try to tuck it in. We try to suppress it. And one of the things that I love to say, suppression will lead to depression. Mm. So own it. That's Ooh. the first thing. Mm. Own it that, okay, hey, embarrass yourself. You know, that's one of my things for 2019. I want to embarrass myself. I want to tell people, hey, I'm not the smartest guy in this. Hey, I don't have it all figured out. Yes. It's cool. I lack confidence for 20 years. Yeah. Who cares? Yes. You know how many people have lacked so many things yes. for so many years that yes. turned it around? Yes. Like You're one decision, one choice away. In a commitment away mm. from changing your life so yeah. first of all own it the second thing i would tell you to do is get around a growth environment of people yes. that help you build it
0: must change your environment yeah it's yep. simple yep
1: i mean if you took a flower right you, you can say the most beautiful flower in the world if you took that flower you put that flower in the wrong environment mm. what's gonna happen to that flower so, it's gonna die yep. right it's gonna wither away and so look at your life as that flower Mm-hmm. Right, change your environment. When the flower doesn't blossom, we don't blame the envi- we don't blame the flower. What right. do we do? It's we change the environment. Yes, exactly. So if you're not growing, take a look at the people around you. Yeah. And like I said, don't feel guilty for recognizing your worth. Don't feel guilty for wanting to better your life. Yes. Don't feel guilty for, as I like to say, making the world respect your greatness. Mm-hmm. So get around that, and then I would tell you to start with what you can control. Find one thing that you can control that's totally in your control. It doesn't depend on how many people like your post or anything, what's one thing that you can control and become consistent with Mm -hmm. it? Consistency will change your life. Mm -hmm. I'm not the most talented speaker, right? I'm not the most talented whatever, but I'm the most consistent at Mm. living my purpose. I've Mm. been doing this for a decade, Mm. right? And so be consistent Mm. and I promise you over time, consistency will make you a go-to person.
0: I, I, I could not answer that better. I completely agree with you. I want to use one or two words differently in the identical yeah. sequence of it. Right. I'm so, I, I want to just add on to what you just said there, everybody, about environment. They say, okay, what is environment? You know, by the way, environment can be a group you join. It can be a coaching group. It could be new friends. It could be a new company, a new That's business. Right. But it also can be, I have a community, in the max out community. You have the rehab community. right? So your associations are these communities. You're posting regularly. If you're commenting in these communities, if you participate in Instagram Lives or listening to the podcast, that's part of changing your environment you don't give yourself enough credit everybody you are changing your environment by virtue of listening to this today this this audio or this video you're watching is in your current environment and so you can have all of these associations through different ways books you read things of that sort shift your environment dramatically i want to make sure that they find you because you're giving away so much free good information here so i want to make sure that they come find you so you know that i'm a follower of yours and I, i listen everybody i want to say something about Trent. I uh, consider myself an inspired person. Yeah. I consider myself um, you know, productive and uh, growing and changing, but there are people that I rely on to give me perspective that give me uh, peace that give me confidence, that give me inspiration, and you're one of those people for me. Man, thank you. And so I follow you on Instagram. So first, how do they follow you on Instagram? Where do just, they find you? Just at Trent Shelton. At Trent Shelton, and then if they want to go to part, find out more about Rehab Time or your site, where do they go for that? Trent Shelton.com. so it's pretty clean. Yep. Pretty simple. <laughs> I know people are going to want to know this. You're one of the fastest growing people I've ever seen on social media. Right. And, and by the way, successful on multiple platforms too, right. which is very unique. What insights would you give people listening to this that want to grow or improve their social media presence?
1: Right, I mean, definitely everything we talked about, about being transparent, yeah. understanding your message. Uh, I like to say, understanding your magnet. Like, what attracts people to you, mm. right? What is it? Is it mm. the way you smile? Is it your voice? Is it- mm. No, the way you look, whatever it may be, understanding mm. your magnet and really strengthening that. Very
0: good, yeah. And
1: then I live by a formula I call CRC. I just broke it down to help me remember it. This, okay. The first C stands for content. You want high level content. And understand what I mean high level it doesn't mean that you have to have some big production. If you see most of my videos, I started with myself. Me too. You know, just right to it. And me too. To be honest
0: with you, those videos get more views than my production. Could I, I just want- say something? 100% <laughs> the case with Me too. Go exactly. For the same thing. Yeah.
1: So high level content. Second is relationships. Um, and that's why I love how me and you came together. Yeah. It's like, it's no ego involved. It's like, how can I help you? How can I serve you? Yeah. Trent, you know, vice versa. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, we can't connect with this person because they're in our space. Yeah. No, right. build those relationships. And as far as even on a deeper version of that, not just with influencers or somebody that might be in your space, with your community. Mm-hmm. Build relationships with, those are the people who help you become who you are. Yes. And it just baffles me how, Some people just forget about those people. So true. So I'm in my DMs, I call people. Me too. You know, I'm in my comments because I can't answer everyone. Right. But I wanna connect with them to let them know that I do care. Yes. So build those relationships. And then the last C would be consistency. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, especially in the social media era now, like you have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you will be forgotten. Mm -hmm. You know, so be consistent, not just in what you post, but also too in your lifestyle. You know, you yeah. shouldn't come with an on-off switch, right? People should know who you are. Yes. Yeah. People should know who you are. So yeah. I know if I go to yeah. your yeah. page, yeah. I know exactly what I'm
0: going to get from you. Yes. I know yeah. it's
1: not going to be some curveball. Right. I
0: right. know exactly what I'm going to get from you. And I think that's how you build a good follower. I could not agree more. What wonderful tips. By the way, the magnet, I've never heard before. Yeah. And let's just talk about the magnet for a second. Like the consistency part. By the way, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Is about being consistent. Four. And it's just mainly documenting who you are. But that is, that is work. I totally agree with you about being engaged in in your relationships with comments and DMs. That's just mandatory. But for some of you that are, your magnet could be lots of things, as you said. Your magnet could be your message. Your magnet could be your physical beauty. Your magnet could be that you're a mom and working, and you're showing that process with your children, and people relate to that. Your magnet could be your stuff. Your magnet could be your struggle. That's right. Your magnet could be your transformation. But you gotta figure out what your magnet is because it's different for so many different people. And my magnets changed over time. You know, initially it was kinda like a fitness thing, then it moved into personal development, and then it's just, the magnets changed. So wonderful point. What if someone asked you, Trent, I'm struggling to find my purpose. So, and I'm sure for you, like you said, like football ended, you didn't know your purpose was gonna be this. So I wanna find my purpose, I wanna help people, I love people, I wanna make a difference, my intentions are good but I'm not sure I know what my purpose is. What would you say?
1: This is gonna to be tough, cause I, I actually talked about this in the book and I just had a realization and it might not be true for everybody and mm-hmm. we can like dialogue about this, yeah. I think it'd be great. But when people say, I'm trying to find my purpose, I just wonder, does the world have it? Mm-hmm. You know? What do you mean? Like, does the, you know, I, I, I think when you search for something, a lot of times we don't find our purpose, what we find is what we want you know yeah and so i feel like you are purpose Ooh, you yeah. god created you whatever your faith is my yeah. faith you know god created you for a purpose on purpose he set you apart and he tells us that mm. and so when you look at it as i am purpose that means that you can take whatever it is inside of your gift and go through to any place and serve mm-hmm. everybody's purpose is to help someone else
0: Mm.
1: Now that now what you're searching for is the avenue of how to do it, whether yeah. it's to be a speaker, whether it's mm. to be an author. Mm. Then you know you have to, I think, work through that process to find that. Mm-hmm. But I think the first step is knowing that I am purpose. Wow! And when I realized that, I realized that I could be myself anywhere and make a difference. Mm. So I don't have a, I don't have a platform. You don't need a platform. Your platform is this world. Yes. You can log off right now and go talk to somebody. Mm. And I think you said that in one of your uh, stories about how you met a guy. And Just recently. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, there you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. An opportunity. The avenue is all around
0: us. Man, I, I, I would not add to that because yeah. I think it's absolutely incredibly true. You did say two words there I want to feature though. Yeah. I've never heard somebody say I am purpose. That's exactly right. And I feel like some of the best work I've done in my life has never been on social media. It's been in the back seat. You know, where like yeah. right, the last week I was sitting in the backseat of that t- cab and talking to that young man who was struggling with his life. Um, You said two things there that I think are really important, service to other people and gift. Your purpose is somewhere in that gift you've got. And most people are too humble to understand their gift, but your gift could be your beauty, your articulation, your intention, how humble you are, your faith, your strength, your confidence, your humility, your nurturing skills, your intellect, your humor. You you have all kinds of gifts, but I think if you combine your gift with service, you probably Mm. are finding it, so.
1: And that's that's exactly right. And one one more thing I want to add to this. It took me letting go of what I wanted to do to grab a hold on to what I was created to do. Oh, it's so good. It literally did. Mm. and so that's the hard part, yes. right My calling yes, I didn't want this calling. yes I didn't want to do this, yep. but it was it was the the avenue. it was the whatever you want to call it, this is what I was created to do. Oh my gosh. and so think about that my, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you're holding on to something that is not allowing your purpose, right. to to really,
0: it's not allowing you to really understand what your purpose is. Pure brilliance and genius. And if you'll allow me, we were talking about this off (laughs) camera, whereas it's not only even sometimes what you think you want to do, but it's also what everybody around you thinks. Like everyone thought your purpose was to be this football player. You thought it was probably, but really everyone around you did. Same with me and my sport. And the fact of the matter is, is maybe when you let go of what everybody else thinks your purpose is, and maybe even what you think it is, you'll find it. That is, again, what I love is you say things I've not heard before. And again, today's conversation is as much for me as it is for the audience. That is pure brilliance. And and by the way, I, I always want to acknowledge things like truth, you are right about what you're saying here. 100% right. I got one more question for you. Actually, I have about 80 more questions, <laughs> but we, we promised we'd only take so much time. He's got to fly home today. I've en- it's so wonderful for me, man. I'm enjoying it, man. Because you, you, uh, you forget, everybody. You forgot a long time ago. This was a professional athlete sitting in front of you. What I love about you is so quickly your achievements, your uh, you know, who, who you could posture yourself to be just disappears into service of people. Yeah. And I love that about you. And 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 I I think people that are listening to this you know, they want to be in service to people too. They want to make a difference. So if someone had the fortunate circumstance of being in my seat with you, they ran into you in a Starbucks or they're going to run into you at the airport and they go, Mr. Shelton, can I get two minutes with you? Yeah. And you said, sure. And I know you well enough, you would do that. And they said, I want to change my life. I want to be somebody. I want to make a difference in the world. And I've, I've learned so much from you and all of your audios and your teachings and your Instagram posts and your snaps and all these other things. Is there anything that you would share with me? So if you got a minute or two with somebody and they said, I want to change my life. You've given a lot of ki- tips and keys right. today. Owning it, being self-aware, um, all of the different things that we've covered today. We, I don't want to go back through that list. What would you add to it? What would you say to them? I would
1: tell them That one, your life isn't over, Mm. because I think so many people need to hear that because Mm. there's so many people smiling for the camera and dying behind the scenes. So many people smiling for the camera and dying behind the scenes. Mm. I would tell them that they're enough. And I would ask them, why do you wanna change your life? Yes. What's the reason behind that? Mm. Is it an external reason? Is it to be more popular, to be famous? Mm. So I would tell them that's not enough. I feel like one of the biggest disappointments is to be successful and still be unfulfilled. Yes. And so I would tell them to seek fulfillment, mm-hmm. understand who you are, mm-hmm. be real with yourself, be you. Yeah. Be you. If you look at me and be inspired, you see, like, this is how I show up on stage. Yes. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Because in being yourself, you will change more lives than you ever could. Yeah. yeah. And own that story. Mm-hmm. Don't live in the story, because yeah. some of us, we live in our story forever and we never grow out of it. But own your story and mm-hmm. share your story because the world needs your voice and you might be feeling like you're unsignificant or what is, I didn't think my story was significant, Mm. but I owned it. And Mm. now my story reaches millions across the world. Mm. And Whether it reached
0: one or a million, it still impacted somebody and that's what life is about. Mm. I, that's so wonderful. That's just extraordinary. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I've had anybody sitting next to me who lives what they teach as well as you do. And I've had wonderful people here. I've had incredible guests on my show. But I really believe you embody what you teach. Yeah. And I think that that's what I call being congruent and being authentic. And so I would layer onto that that. You know, own your story, own you, and be congruent. You know, be who you present yourself to be. Mm -hmm. Do what you say you're gonna do. And I gotta tell you, today's been just miraculous, man. Like, I I enjoyed it. (laughs) Because I know we've covered issues that have not been covered on my show previously, and that people needed this today, like I know the folks out there that follow me that follow you needed this and people wanted to see you and I get together so much and I just so y'all know you're gonna see more of us together for sure we're gonna be doing a whole bunch of different things together I'm excited by the way about your book that's coming out as well and so let's just briefly talk about your book and where they might be able to get that
1: so my book is called the greatest you and it's just a journey man from turning your pain into power I Mm -hmm. share a lot of my story I share a lot of my ideas to help you become that greatest as you. Okay. And you can get it
0: anywhere books are sold. Okay. So it'll be everywhere. Okay, anywhere books are sold. So you'll be yeah. looking for that. You may be watching this at a time where it's not out yet and you're going to need to be looking for it, but you should go look for it now because it may already be on the shelf. So Trent, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate you, today. man. This is awesome. We, thank we, you. I, I knew it would be so. <laughs> hey, everybody, I know you got a lot of value out of today. You're super inspired. This is one of those that I know you're going to listen back a couple times to get those keys and those tips. I just want to ask you a favor, please. We're the fastest growing program in the world. I bring you some the most incredible humans on the spinning earth All I ask you to do is to share this. So if you're listening to this on the audio version, please go subscribe to the YouTube so you can see the videos. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're getting the audio version because I'm beginning to post content that's different. Some is just video and some is just audio. So you'll miss if you're only subscribed to one. And then I just want to remind you, every day on social media, we do the max out two minute drill. When I make a post on Instagram within the first two minutes, if you make a comment, hashtag max out attached to your comment, within the first two minutes, we pick a winner every single day on there and they get my books, gear, a call from one of my guests a call from myself would you do one of them would yeah, you do? for sure so we get a 10-minute call with trent as well so thank you by the way no for problem. doing that if you miss the first two minutes just make a comment every day at the end of the week we take all the people who commented every day and we pick a winner from there as well so i'd love to be interacting with you more stay part of the max out community and by the way god bless you and thank you so much for your support and your continued listening or viewership of the program max out This podcast is for those who want to do more, see more, and be more. This is The Ed Milet Show.